With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Yeelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And this is our 78th official episode. Today we're doing Western Conference Power Rankings. It's, I, been, it's been a few weeks since we did our Eastern Conference one. Yeah. Because we right after that, we we did back, episodes on back-to-back days because there was that and then there was the John Wall trade. But now we're back with the Western Conference Power Rankings. And we're doing it pretty much on regular season where we see Just people going. Just predicting the end-of-season standings. Yeah, and and based on rosters today. Like, who knows if James Harden's going to get sure. traded. Right now, we That's have, what makes this tricky. Yeah, right now we have him on the Rockets. But anyways, let's get into it. At number 15, at the bottom of the Western Conference, I'm pretty sure we both have the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is true. Tell, I agree. Tell me why. Um, well, I, I think I think what you have to understand about the Thunder is that they have mortgaged their entire right now for the future, and that makes sense. You traded you traded Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari walked, um, you traded Dennis Schroeder, and you have this endless array of first round picks that Sam Presti is going to work some magic with, hopefully. But for right now, it's Shea, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, uh, just kind of figuring things out, and so they're probably going to suck this year. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander is going to have super increased opportunity. Oh, right. His usage is going to be through the yeah. roof. But when you have a young guard who all of a sudden is taking a lot of shots, isn't used to being the first option, that probably means he's going to be inefficient this year. For you know, like that's just how it is. Like he's probably going to be taking a lot of shots. That also means his his numbers might go up, his efficiency might go down. So I think what we're both sort of trying to say here is that like. The Thunder don't have, don't have that much talent for this year. And, like, it's okay. They're going to suck for one year. But the truth is, like, they have so many first-round picks. Like, they'll be back soon. It's like when you um, walk into the Knicks support group. It's like you sit down. It's like, you suck. <laughs> you suck. But it's okay. And we love you. And it'll be good later. Um, but but it's, it's not the same as the Knicks because we don't have this future going for us. Like, whereas the Thunder have arguably one of the brightest futures in the NBA. And right now they, hey, might, dude. Be, they might be, like, a bottom three record in hey, the dude, NBA. Hey, dude, Mitchell Robinson is going to be first-team all-defense. RJ Barrett, so. Barrett's going to be first team all NBA, and then Obi Toppin's going to win rookie of the year, and it's going to be going to be great. Um, quickly before we <laughs> wrapped up with the Thunder, yeah. I will say people are saying like, oh, Sam Presti like traded for all these picks, and so in like 2028, like the Thunder are going to have a god squad. That's There's no not, guarantee. That's that's not necessarily true, yeah. especially considering like like oh yeah, you trade for like a Heat first round pick, or you trade for a Clippers first round pick, or you trade for a Lakers first round pick. Those are going to be very late first-round picks, mm. which most of the time don't end up being quality NBA players. Occasionally they do, and that's great. Um, but a lot of the time, they're fringe NBA players, or you just miss. And so you trade that asset for a guy that's going to be the, the 25th overall pick, and hopefully he works out, but odds are that he won't. So it's not like they're going to have just like the first overall pick for the next 10 years. Uh-huh. And I feel like people are overrating that a little bit. Sure. Moving on to 14. Second worst team in the West. I've got the Kings. I have the Spurs. I I have the Kings at thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I have the, I have the Spurs a couple a couple spots higher, and I'll get to that. Um, but I've got the Kings here. Um, the Kings could be higher potentially if they fire Luke Walton. That's kind of what it's going to come down to for me. Is um, I think we saw last year like like the Kings were kind of at their best two years ago when they were running the super fast paced thing. They were like 
I don't think they made the playoffs. I think they were like the nine seed. Um, with Shout Aaron Fox, you know, at the head. yeah, with Dave Yeager. Um, but since they've hired Luke Walton, they've been kind of garbo, com- at least comparatively. Like they've been way slower. Their offense has been more stagnant as a result, and they're not a great defensive team because Marvin Bagley, who you would hope can be a center, um, can't defend. He can't stay on the court either with injuries. You know, De'Aaron Fox, while he's quick and athletic, and so he has the speed to keep up on the defensive end, he's more of an offensive-minded guard, I would argue. Um, I, Buddy we can go, go on, yeah. yeah. They're not a defensive-minded team. Um, they also just lost Bogdan Bogdanovich. True, um, true. This is a team that I think... Uh, when I, I'm predicting a couple other teams like getting some more wins than they did last year. And I don't think the Kings are necessarily going to be a worse team. I just don't think they're going to be any better. Like, they didn't do anything to improve other than drafting Tyrese Halliburton, which, by the way, I think is a good pick. Um, I know you're a little salty our Knicks didn't take him. But yeah. once again, like, that's not something that's going to really change everything this year. The same thing I said for Shea Gilders-Alexander, where you give a young guard a lot of shots. They might put up numbers. They might be exciting. They might show flashes. But it's going to take a few years. And so that's the, so I don't think that the De'Aaron Fox, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, who's probably going to get traded also, and then, like, Marvin Bagley, if he can even stay healthy, is going to all of a sudden win the Kings a bunch of games. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just have the Kings slightly above the Spurs. Sure. Because I think that out. I think DeMar DeRozan will have a good season next year. But mm-hmm. I think LaMarcus Aldridge is regressing. And I think that the internal improvement is actually not there compared to what people think it is. DeJounte Murray, I don't watch a lot of Spurs games, but I've, I've talked to a few, like, hardcore Spurs fans who actually have been watching this dude on a night-to-night basis for the past two years. Um, shout out to Harry Kilman. He, he thinks that, like, DeJounte's really sort of stagnant and that, like, he can't really create his own shot. Um, I don't I don't know if I'm fully pessimistic on him. Like, he was talking about, like, trading him or whatever. But I, I think that unless, it, unless we see DeJounte Murray, like, actually come out and be a very good NBA player, like a very, like, solid second option or third option, yeah. I think that... The Spurs offense is going to be super stagnant because they don't shoot a lot of threes um, and because LaMarcus Aldridge is getting worse. Derek White has been super underwhelming, especially last year. And so I just don't see any way that they're going to get the shot creation in order to like put up points, whereas at least I can see, like, oh, I can see uh, De'Aaron Fox and I can see Buddy Heald just creating their own shot. And like maybe Marvin Bagley improves internally. So I feel like those three guys could just like improve, whereas I don't know if I see that with the Spurs. But so for that reason, I have 15 Thunder, 14 Spurs, 13 Kings. At 12, I have the Timberwolves. Well, okay, so so the Timberwolves are, are, are at 13 for me, which leaves the Spurs at 12. So yeah. we have the same four teams in a different order. Um, I've got the Spurs above the Timberwolves, basically for the reason that, um, if you look at the records from last year, the Spurs won 32 games and the Timberwolves won 19. Um, I've been sort of a a little more negative about Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, I would I'm, say, than some I'm, other people. I'm very positive on Carl yeah. Anthony Towns. He's such a bucket, I man. think he's an incredibly talented he's so player. Great. I love he that, brings man. it on offense. He's got a bag, basically, in that end of, the, uh, end, of the, end of the floor, and he can put the ball in the basket a lot of different ways. I'm really not high on this team as a whole, or really Carl Anthony Towns as a winning player as of yet. This team still has a lot to, pr- a lot to prove to me, and I kind of made the same argument with the Hawks, um, and last episode, if you if you remember, I think people have the tendency when they're looking at young teams, um, teams that have changed a lot over the course of one year, um, to hype them up and be like, okay, this is their year. 
I and I and I'm just gonna I've fallen for that enough times to where at, at this point I'm just gonna say I'm gonna take a little bit of a backseat and I think that the Timberwolves are gonna win more games than 19 games. I don't think that they're gonna be better than the Spurs. Who I'm also not very high in the Spurs. The Timberwolves are a lot more exciting than the Spurs. But you have to remember the Spurs have two former All Stars, All NBA guys, and Marcus Aldridge and, and Demar Derozan, who while they're getting up there in age, will continue to be very solid. And Greg Popovich is still the coach. For as long as that's the case, I don't think it's fair to put the I, I'm not, or it's fair to put them in the, the Spurs to predict the Spurs will be a bottom three team in the West. I'm not going to bet that low against the Spurs. They only barely missed the playoffs last year, right? Um, so for that reason, I'm going to have the Timberwolves below the Spurs. I'm not super. I, I I thought that Anthony Edwards was the best prospect in the draft. I don't know if I love him on on the Timberwolves yet, but like. Like as in, I think I think that they should have taken him with the number one pick, but I'm like, I don't even know how I feel about it. I'm I'm mixed about Soci- the Timberwolves. Society told you that he should be the first overall pick. No, I mean I like him more than Wiseman in in Lamelo is basically what I'm saying with that. But uh, honestly, y'all y'all be sleeping on the goat Ed Davis. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Former Nick, dude. He's like you know how like people no, he's not. you know. He's- you, yeah, yeah, former Nick, former Nick and, and former Nat. No, he, former Nick in that the New York Knicks signed him and then just like traded him the next day for two second round picks ah. this off season to the Timberwolves. Fine. Um, another Leon Rose. Yeah, God Leon Rose move. making moves. Yeah. Um, but do, like, do you ever have those guys on two K that you just like are so random but you love to play with them? That's, I know that's, you have a lot of that. That's, that's, that's Ed Davis, bro. Ed okay. Davis with okay. the hustle. Um, he's like like board machine, right? board, dude. He's such a board. <laughs> machine. He's such he's such a hustler, bro. He's such a grinder. He's like he's like a better, taller Zach Randolph in his prime. <laughs> he's just a beast. Okay. Um. But yeah, I I think that just this roster is a little bit more talented. It's it, I I agree. I mean, like the young talent is there, I, but at the same time, like I just I, I don't see a defender on the roster. Like like <laughs> Josh like, Kogi's like, nice with it, bro. Okay, fine. Josh yeah, Josh Kogi's Kogi's nice. Nice. I'm exaggerating a, a little bit, obviously, but like. The D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Ricky pairing, Rubio, like, solid. Yeah, he's, he's I don't know, vet. man. I don't know. I don't play. know. I, I, I'm not. I don't want to be anti Timberwolves, but I, but I'm just clearly gonna say, are. I'm going to say until further notice, like the Timberwolves still suck. Right? Like, like, I th- I think I think if the Timberwolves were in the East, they would make the playoffs. Sure. Okay. Like like that's that's like reasonable. Yeah. Um, just because Carl Anthony Towns is awesome, and because um, East sucks, and because. D'Angelo Russell did that with the Nets, right? And yeah. like, like he was the best player in the Nets a couple of years ago and took them to the playoffs. But um, anyways, let's go yeah. up to number eleven. I'm rocking the shirt right now. I got the John Morant okay T-shirt going. The Grizzlies, I have them at eleven, which might be a little anti-Grizzlies. Um, but I, 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 got, I got the Grizzlies at ten, which leaves for me the Pelicans at eleven. Yeah, I switched them right before the episode. Um, so yeah. let, let's just compare and contrast the Pelicans and the Grizzlies really sure. quick because they're they're both in the same tier of like. Young guys leading the team. They got some talent, but they're not quite like uh like as talented as the teams above mm. them who have a, like who mainly have like older players who are just like more established or teams that have a superstar. These teams yeah. are led by like fringe all stars. Um, but when I look at the Grizzlies versus when I look at at the Pelicans, I see that the Grizzlies are led by one fringe all star, and I think the Pelicans very well could have two all stars next year. In Zion and Brandon in, Ingram. In Zion yeah. and Brandon Ingram. And so I I'm just like okay like. They, they're the more talented roster. Yes, they if if they traded away if they didn't trade away Drew Holiday, like for sure. Pelicans, exactly. So that's yeah, that's but, a, that's the problem. Like Eric Bledsoe is still like a good defender. He's still a very solid mm. NBA player, and people are overhating him 
to to an extent. And so I I think that they still have like a talented roster, but their two best players are much better than the Grizzlies' two best players. And so for for usually that's like a a solid metric to go off of when <laughs> when talking about uh, according and, to the and, Lakers, yeah. Yeah, when going when going to NBA teams. Like that no, like that's a li- that was okay. literally my argument all last year for the Lakers. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, they, yeah, and it, and it and it worked out. Um my anti Pelican Pelicans argument since you're since you made the pro Pelicans argument is as you said one the Drew Holiday trade. Oh, and they have Steven Adams. And they have Steven Adams. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so the the Drew Holiday trade I think is is the big one for me. Um in why I'm putting the Grizzlies over the Pelicans. The other one is I think that to put the to, I, I was thinking about it and to, to put the, the put to put the Pelicans over the Grizzlies, I would be counting on Zion Williamson earning the earning the Pelicans a lot more wins because he only played 19 games last season and we're projecting he plays most of a full season. I think that's a little more risky. I think there's a little bit more of a question mark um, of the Pelicans here because we don't know how healthy Zion's going to be, how many games he's going to play. Um, ideally he'll play a full season, but I'm, I'm going to, I think it's a pretty safe bet that he won't play every game. Um, and it's a pretty safe bet that he'll probably miss some sizable chunk of the season. Um, not that I'm rooting for that, but that's what we've seen the last couple of years at at Duke. And then, uh, and then in the NBA as a rookie last year, um, there's also turnover, right? So I don't, I don't love the Steven Adams fit next to Zion in the Jackson Hayes and whatever. I think they've got, they got a lot of front court guys who can't shoot the basketball. Um, and then Eric Bledsoe, I think good regular season player, right? But then the Drew Holiday thing is a, it's a downgrade. Okay. That's my anti-Pelicans argument. My pro Grizzlies thing is basically John Morant's a menace and, uh, and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is just like hecka underrated. I honestly, he's the most improved candidate. Yeah. He really is. No, no. I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't been keeping a close eye on the Grizzlies, which, I can't really blame you for it because until last year they were they weren't that relevant. Menace. Um, basically, Jaron Jackson has, or sorry, John Moran has put them on the map again. Um, but if you if you tune into Clearly. some Grizzly Grizzlies games, Jaron Jackson Jr. will jump off the page. He's not as flashy as John Morant. He's not as social media hyped, um, but he's just an incredible basketball player uh, for the, for that age. And so I think that the I think the Grizzlies have one of the brightest futures in the NBA, along with the Pelicans, along with the Thunder. Um, but I also think that this is a, this is a year where the, where the Grizzlies will continue to make internal improvements. Uh, I think that their their blueprint their blueprint for next season is a little more solidified to me. Um, they won four more games than the Pelicans last year, and so I'm going to stick with the Grizzlies edging out the Pelicans for the 10 seed instead of the 11th. Okay, it, yeah, for me, like they just didn't really improve, and I feel like yeah, a lot sure. of the other teams improved. So that's why I had yeah, yeah. that's why I had Grizzlies at 11, Pelicans at 10. Um, so this is where I'm wondering, I, I have the Suns at number nine. Yeah. And and I feel like a lot of people are like, the Suns are going to be the five seed. No, okay. And That's like, not true. I'm like, calm yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take a deep breath. Yep. Drink some water. Go, <laughs> go lay down. Sorry to those Devin Booker stands out there. And then, and then, and then come back to me and let's have a rational yeah, conversation. Sure. Right. Because I think that like, I was, I was thinking, I was like, okay, like, why why don't I have the Suns over a team like the Trailblazers, over a team like the Rockets, over a team like the Utah Jazz? And I was like, like, huh, like, I don't know. Like, their top three, I love their top three. I think Devin Booker's going to have a, another monster season like he's been having for the past two years. I think Chris Paul is still going to come up and be like a like a like a all-star caliber player. And I think DeAndre Ayton is going to come out and be such a such a beast, bro. He's going to be a menace. Yeah. Um, okay. And 
we're, we're subtly including more menaces in, into, <laughs> into, into our, our vocabulary. Into our vocabulary. We're normalizing it. Um, DeAndre, DeAndre <laughs> Aiden's going to be such a menace. It's going to be insane. <laughs> He's going to be so good. Um, and then, so I'm like, okay, like, like, can I really say the same thing about the Trailblazers? Like that, that their yeah. top three are all studs. Like, no, I can't, I can't say that. Well, yeah, Yusuf Nurkic is the th- is the third. I, right? I, but, but DeAndre Aiden's gonna be a better player than Yusuf Nurkic this year. DeAndre Aiden's gonna be like, a, I think DeAndre Aiden's gonna be All Star by next year, like not the, not this upcoming year, but the year after. I'm a, I'm a very okay. big DeAndre Aiden guy. Okay, I mean, I, I don't think his defense is there, but his offense is it's like, like he's, a teddy, it's like he a was teddy like bear. he was like a near twenty point per game score. Like, it was like nineteen or twenty last year. You see and him, like, you want very get, under the radar. You see him and you want to give him a hug. He seems like a teddy bear. I don't think that's the kind of guy that you want. Uh, being this, you know, like a second best player, third best player in your basketball team, a very huggable dude. But uh, but I I, I don't do. I don't disagree. I do. Kelly Kelly Oubre is like the third best player in the Warriors. I want to give that man. You want to do more than give him a hug. Um. Anyways, moving on. The Rockets. I get the Rockets at number. <laughs> I get the Rockets at number nine. Really, um, dude? That's such is, a cop out. That's no, a- this is not a cop out. This is not a cop out. This is this is me being realistic. Um, you, whereas if, I don't think that James Harden is going to be on the team by oh the start God. of the season. Okay, if it wasn't, then I would put the Rockets lower. But anyways, okay, okay I don't think the Rockets. I don't think James Harden is going to be in this on the on the roster at the start of next season or start of this season. I don't know what you want to call it. Watching the a trade, 2020, 2021 season. Watching a trade right after this episode. That yeah, he's last going time. to too. Yeah, he's going to get traded before December twenty second. In my opinion, right. I'm still holding out on that. <laughs> Got to upload this quickly. Yeah. <laughs> So so if so if that's the, if that's the case, then like we don't really know what the package they're going to get back is going to be. But it seems like the Rockets want young assets. I I was watching a Woj video yesterday on ESPN, and it was like they're looking for that like super super awesome like young player. Like Karis Levert isn't quite that. Ben Simmons definitely is that. But like the 76ers don't want to give up Ben Simmons, so can they find something that's in the middle? I don't think that whatever they trade for is going to push them into the playoffs over the teams that I have above them. For sure. Um, so this, so me putting the Rockets at nine is just predicting that this trade is going to happen. If they if they don't trade James Harden, basically James Harden's going to be hitting the strip club every weekend. He's going to be taking his days off and like you know partying around Houston, uh, ignoring COVID protocols. Um, and then coming back and just lighting everybody up because that's what James Harden does. <laughs> Dude, um, like that's just like not going thing. to practice. Like, like when I watched the Jordan documentary, I was like, Dennis Rodman <laughs> went out and they came back. That would never happen today. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, if you're apparently it would, um, but yeah. And so, and so I think even if, even if that does happen in the, in the scenario that, that the, that the Rockets managed to hold out of James Harden and he, I think he will play. Um, I don't think he's going to like sit out. I think you just won't go to practice or anything. Um, I don't think the team chemistry is going to be great. I don't think that like they're going to be an elite team. Um, I think they're probably a little worse than they were last year because John Wall or Russell Westbrook to John Wall is a downgrade. Um, so so even if that happens, like I think that the Rockets might end up being like a seven seed. It's like not yeah, that much better I, than the nine yeah, seed. I have, I, I, ha- I have the Rockets at the seven seed, yeah. assuming that James Harden stays, and then it, okay. it's just kind of meh. But James Harden's so good that you're just in the playoffs anyways. Sure. Um. So at nine, I have Suns. Seven, I have Rockets. But in between, I have the Trailblazers at eight. Okay. So then I I have Trailblazers at seven and Suns at eight. So I just have them flipped. So so far, our fifteen through seven still has the same teams in a different order. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. So I guess we'll talk about the Suns first because you oh, already yeah. talked about the yeah. Suns. Um, Chris Paul led the Thunder to the uh, to the playoffs last year with maybe more help, maybe less. I mean, I think it's I think situations are somewhat comparable. It's like Chris Paul and a group of relatively young guys. Um, 
I mean, Shea and Shea and Devin Booker. I mean, okay, I don't need to go into it. But uh, I think he could do it again this year. Basically, is what I'm saying. I think I think that um, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm sort of going against my argument here of like it's hard to bet on a team making a big jump, right? So the the Suns won 34 games last year, but the thing is, the Trailblazers were the eighth seed and they won 35 games. So to sneak into the West, the, the Suns don't really have to make that much of a jump. And now those 34 games are counting for their eight wins in the bubble. Once again, I keep I will continue to say, I think the eight games in the bubble are a bit of a fluke. Like, I don't think the, the Suns are going to come out last year, like you said, and beat a fifth seed. Um, but I do think that with the internal improvement of DeAndre Ayton, with Devin Booker being a menace, with Chris Paul being still capable of leading, <laughs> of leading a team to the playoffs as he showed last year i think that the, i think the suns will slide in uh at the eighth seed could they be a little bit higher sure chris paul injury history still scares me a little bit like i think that last year was a blessing that that chris paul was healthy for the whole for the whole year and i think that the the bubble actually probably helped him and i you're not going to get those same scenario that same situation again this year hopefully um so i'm I don't, i'm not i'm not willing to put the suns any higher but I'm pretty confident in saying that the Suns will squeak into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I'm rooting for them. I think it's a fun team. I guess presuming that that James Harden doesn't, uh, that James Harden does get traded. But if he does get traded to a team in the West, that changes things also. So I don't know. It's hard to say. But but I feel I, I guess I feel good about where the Suns are at. Okay, let's talk about the Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, they they got better this year. They did. Sure, um, Robert Covington. Shout out to him. Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic is coming back healthy. Do they do they get Rodney Hood back? Uh, I think so. I don't, he, he definitely didn't move. Um, I don't okay. know if they like extended him or whatever. But but, but I, yeah, uh, so yeah, their starting lineup looks like Damian I've been Lillard. People pick Carmelo Anthony for Sixth Man of the Year. Um, I don't. I'm not in that boat. But based on his preseason performance the other night, uh, Carmelo Anthony yeah, is dude. also yeah, a, a honestly, very noteworthy piece. Yeah. So Gary yeah, Trent uh, Jr. Honestly, I, I was I was talking this in my opinion, is the best supporting cast Damian Lillard has ever had. And I think it's just a testament to how strong the Western Conference is that I don't have the Trailblazers higher. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that Damian Lillard, this is his best supporting cast ever. I think, it, unless you argue that C.J. McCollum isn't as good as he was three years ago. I, I, I think that the the best argument against it might be like the year that he hit the game winner over the Rockets, right where he had like primal Marcus Aldridge too. No, no, no. But he I, might wait, not even have been yeah, the he, best player. He, he at wasn't. That point, he so, he um, wasn't the best player at that point. Um, but yeah, so you got Damian Lillard, you got All Star caliber CJ McCollum, you have one of the best role players in the league in Robert Covington. Yeah, like top three wing role player. Um, you have Yusuf Nurkic who is just getting better every season. He he's a stud. He he's just like a he's like everything Enos can he's everything Enos Cantor could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no offense, yeah. Enos Cantor's a great guy. Um, he seems great. Not not that I like know. <laughs> yeah. We've like, talked. Okay, okay, we've talked a lot. Um, yeah, me and my boy. Evan. I I really hope Gary Trent Jr. Jr. can continue to be like yeah. JJ Redick 2.0. Rodney Hood is a be- Rodney Hood before he got injured was just a beast. Like two years ago in the playoffs, sure. Like, he was like the he was the Trailblazers' second best player at some point. Um, Melo's great. Uh, and Enos Cantor's still on the roster. There you go. So, so there you go. You uh, they lost Whiteside, but like they, I don't think that really yeah, matters because you, you, you have healthy Nurkic. Ha- healthy back. Nurkic is better than than Whiteside probably. You, you lose like some rim protection, but at the same time, like <laughs> some Whiteside would just like rim protect at the cost of like rebounds and everything else. Um, yeah, bro. Like I, so- like I'm. I will continue to say like I think that I think Hassan Whiteside is like very overrated if you just like look at his stats. Like yeah. based on his stats. 
his, stat, his stats don't speak to the true player that Simon Whiteside is. And so, honestly, like as I'm looking at the roster, I really do want to have this Portland Trailblazers team higher. I think and if, you have them at, at uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. Or no, you have no, them at eight. I have, them, I have eight. At eight. Honestly, if I, I'm I'm switching it, I'm having the Trailblazers at seven and the Rockets <laughs> at eight. Okay. Spontaneous yeah, 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 switch. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you. So, um, so there yeah. we go. Um, so to summarize, nine Suns, eight Rockets. Seven Trailblazers. Should we run through where we're, where we're at up to here? Sure. Okay. I got Thunder, Kings, Timberwolves, Spurs, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Rockets, Suns, Trailblazers. Thunder, Spurs, Kings, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Suns, Rockets, Trailblazers. Like, at number, like pretty similar. Yeah. At number six, I got the Utah Jazz. Agreed. Um, so we don't have to talk about this that briefly or that, that much. I, I wanted to actually have them fall a little bit more, but I'm like, honestly, like while... You could argue Joe Ingles is just getting worse, and so that's less shot creation. I think Donovan Mitchell is still getting better, yeah. and we showed that we saw that in the playoffs too. So I think that there's going to be no real difference there. The Utah Jazz are still just going to be very, very, very solid, very, very good. A team you don't want to run into on like a random Thursday night. You, I mean, this is this is the question. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll also have this with the Nuggets as well. But based on the uh, Donovan Mitchell Jamal Murray showdown we saw in that one series um, in the bubble. It's like how much emphasis do you place on that? Because if you I think, think a that amount. if you think that that either one of them is going to come come out with like anywhere close to that level of production again, where like they both had like two or three fifty point games in that and, series. And, but honestly, Donovan Mitchell was widely considered the better player going into that series, so I and think he still is. So I, yeah, he so he still is. So I think there's a better chance he's going to still be like sure like a solid all star. Yeah, and, and and the Jazz still have a great supporting cast, like. I mean, they'll still be one of the better defenses in the league just purely because they have Rudy Gobert. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Jazz will still be solid, but I don't think I'm going to put them any higher than this. At five, I have the Dallas Mavericks. Interesting. Here's where I put the Warriors. I have the Warriors at four. Okay. So okay, let, yeah. Let's actually, let's let's do our five, four, three. So five, I have Mavericks. Four, I have Warriors. Three, I have Nuggets. Five, I have Warriors. Four, I have Nuggets. And three, I have Mavericks. Okay. So like we have very distinct tiers here. I feel like we we like we we have the same tiers sure. and we just switch up the teams. Um, so I've, I think the top the top four are a tier to me. Like I think that the Warriors are are pretty distinctly lower than the Nuggets to me. I, I don't know why, but that's I, why I am very pro it. Warriors because I think Steph Curry is gonna go out and just like average thirty this year. Yeah, and, and I know you and, do. and you could argue that there's <laughs> like that there's literally no difference between that and the Rockets, which is true. I just think that the Warriors are a little bit of a better organization, and this is—I I would say this is my hot take: having the Warriors at four. Sure. Um, sure. B- because, and honestly, having the Mavericks at five kind of means that I'm not buying into the Luca for MVP hype. It does mean that, even though no, I th- but even I though actually I, even though I think Luca will probably perform the best this year. I, there's I, a, there's a legit argument though that like could Luca do it without. We'll get it. You know what? We'll save it. We're going to record right after this in awards <laughs> predictions episode, and we'll just talk about this. We're recording back-to-back episodes because yeah. there's a, currently a blizzard outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, like, they're obviously going to be great. They're going to be so fun to watch. It's going to be great. They're going to shoot a bunch of threes. They're going to have Rick Car- Carlo, who's a phenomenal coach. But you're a Warriors fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with your assessment that, like, Steph Curry could go like absolutely nuclear this year and just like set the world on fire. Um, but <laughs> Steph Curry with no Clay Thompson and with Draymond Green looking like he fell off a cliff, although like he looks like he also for this season lost weight and with Steph Curry back, like maybe everything changes. I don't know. I think it does. And also, quick thing, quick thing. 
I think James Wiseman's going to win rookie. Oh, we'll get into the predictions <laughs> again later. But, okay. I th- okay. I think James Wiseman's going to be very I think James Wiseman's going to be a very good sure. player for okay. this team. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Like that's a plus. Okay. Um I don't know. I I'm not I'm not totally buying it. Like I think the Warriors I think people are just going to th- are thinking like, "Oh, this Warriors team with Steph Curry is going to come back and be like what they were pre-KD." A lot's changed in like 4 years, you know. So um damn, bro. That was the glory days. <laughs> pre-KD Warriors was the glory days. You're going to go home and dream about that tonight. Yeah, that's, um, that's when I fell in love. But as is, um, I don't know. I can like, make noises because I can't. I'm not sure what to say that's about the Warriors. such a classic C-flat thing, though. I'm like, nah. I'm like a little bit of like a... I, I, have, an, I have an anti-Warriors history partially just because of like... Yeah. I've always thought that like they got... I don't know. It was I was frustrated by how much hype they were getting at one point. And so I'm rooting against their comeback a little bit. Hater. Sorry. Hater. Um, so five seed for the Warriors. Four seed for the Nuggets. Am I hopping into it? Yeah, go ahead, man. My boy Jokic. Okay, it hurts me not to put him have to have the Nuggets falling. It hurts me to have them. Our shirts. We're putting our teams like a little lower than they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're wearing a Grizzly shirt for those listening at home and not watching our YouTube, which they should also go subscribe to. Facts. But Nicole Jokic, everybody knows who listens to more than one episode of this podcast, is my homie. I'm wearing a shirt, and I'm also wearing his socks. Um, Are you? Yes, I am. And uh, and I spent a lot of time drooling over Nicole Jokic, his sexy passes, his uh, lethal post moves, all of it. But the Mavericks are going to be better than the Nuggets this year. That's 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 my opinion. You can agree or disagree, but just know, as much as I would like the Nuggets to be the best team in the NBA, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Luka Doncic is going to win MVP next year. And so that means I have to put him in a top three seed. Um, and so the Nuggets are unfortunately being bumped down uh, to make room for the Mavericks rising. I think that the Nuggets are going to be the three seed because I think that they still retain a lot of their depth from last year. They're going to get more internal improvement, not on like the micro level of like, oh yeah, we're going to have like this like our rookie is going to become a sophomore and he's going to come better. Like, I think that, like, it's not going to be role players' internal improvement. It's going to be, like, their second and third best players. Remind are, me, this is the Nuggets? Are, yeah, yeah, are okay. getting better in that Jamal Murray is going to get better from last year that we saw in the okay. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to retain, like, a, a decent amount of that. He's going to become an all-star caliber player. Yeah. Um, And I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to, like, become, like, I don't know, like, like a 17-point-per-game scorer. Okay. Which is actually, how how much did he average last year? That might be a hot take. <laughs> yeah, that is that is hot take. If he know. does that, he's winning most improved. To be clear, but essentially, uh, I'm a I'm a believer that Michael oh, yeah, Porter I'm Jr. Bugging, is I'm bugging, I'm bugging. Michael Porter Jr. is currently overrated. So is Bull Bull. They lost Jeremy Grant. They lost Mason Plumley. Basically, they lost some depth. Nikola um, Jokic is still the man. Jamal Murray <laughs> is gonna go ham. Not here, Ryman. See um, Flan with the bars. See bars. But I don't know. But I don't know. I think I think the Mavericks with the healthy, you know, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, you know, uh, with Chris Porzingis hopefully being healthy, Luka Doncic in full MVP form, my boy Jalen Brunson from Villanova. Um, no, I'm, I'm a Mavericks like roster fan. I don't know. I just like, think I, the, I like the Rockets them. are nice, or the Mavericks, not the Rockets. No, no yeah, they, they are very nice. I just think that Tim Hardaway Jr. I just think that Steph Curry. Oh, is just and nicer. Josh Richardson. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. The Josh Richardson for for Seth Curry swap that definitely helps them because they need the perimeter defense. Even though the shooting, the lack of shooting yeah. could hurt a little bit. No, that helps them. So, anyways, five Mavericks, four Warriors, three Nuggets. Five Warriors, four Nuggets, three Mavericks. Top two. Clippers. 
Clippers, then Lakers. And then top two and not two is number one, Lakers. That was a confusing way to say that, it, that, but that's, yes, that's, I agree. That's, that's a Drake one, bar. Lakers, two, Clippers. Yeah. Um, uh, this and, is and, the same and, as last so, year, right? The so same as last year. Um, one thing I will say really quickly is that I think that like like all of last year, you can go watch our last episodes, which you should on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. But anyways, you should if you like throughout all of last year, I was like you were like Mr. Clippers, Mr. Clippers, Mr. Clippers, Mr. Clippers. Which I am bringing this up just to say he was wrong and I was right. Okay, um, I, I was like but, slightly but, <laughs> Clippers over Lakers. You were slightly Lakers over Clippers. No, no, no. No, and so don't all, make me sound this bad. <laughs> and so the so last year, no, last year I was I was like look like they have the two best players like. Yeah, you're, 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 right, you're, right, you're right. Um, and so, but like for that, I, I was, but I was always like, like the Clippers are really good. I just think the Lakers are a little better. They'll probably yeah. win in seven. Um, but it'll be both. People at, are acting this year like it's Lakers. Everyone else, right? Like way below them. For winning the championship, I believe that. I'm buying into that hype. Maybe, maybe Honestly, I should. Like, like, are they my favorites? Yes, they were my favorites. But they're not. Yeah, they're they're not. They're not my. Too. They're they're not my favorites because they got Dennis Schroeder and they got Montrez Harrell. That although the Dennis Schro- the Dennis Schroeder more than Montrez Harrell makes a very big difference. Yeah, to me. yeah. But the, but even if they just ran it back last year, they would still be my favorites because yeah. they're the same reasons they were my favorites sure. last year. But I think that people are overrating them just because of recency bias. They're saying, oh, they won it last year and LeBron's yeah. the best player in the league, so they have to win it this year. Which I think will be true, but there was a poll on ESPN of like, like, oh, like, what do our analysts, what do our analysts think? Eighty-six percent. They they had, I don't even. It wasn't like, oh, eighty-six percent of analysts think the Lakers are going to win the championship. They gave the Lakers an eighty-six percent chance of winning the yeah, championship. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, which is not okay. So just bet on <laughs> just bet on anybody else, and you're gonna make like make bank because because yes. odds are the field will win. Like that's yes. how that's how betting works. You know, like in a thirty team league. Uh, I'm not betting against LeBron again. <laughs> that was the quote but, from last but, year. That I said. Yeah, but, yeah. Just... But, but either way, the Lakers are overrated. Even though I have them as my championship favorites, they they are just sure. they are just okay. overrated. I I don't I don't disagree. They aren't that I much think... better than the Clippers or the Nets or the Bucks. No, I more than saying that. The, the Lakers are overrated. I would just say that I think that I think the recency bias thing is affecting the Clippers more than anybody. Like, I yes, like like yes. everybody just thinks the Clippers are like all of a sudden hot garbo. Yeah, like, no, they, they, people are acting like Paul George is a bad player. It's just like, not true. Like he's like gonna be an okay. all star probably this year. <laughs> Paul George is like making it worse for himself. He's like yo, he's like, it's like I got the same trainer as when I was MVP MVP Paul George MVP G thirteen or whatever. Like like he's trying to hype it up, but he's gonna come back better than ever next year, which like. I think he's going to be an all NBA player next year. Sure, like an all-star it could be. It could be. Yeah. But basically I think I think the idea that like the Clippers have fallen off the face of the earth is just like not true. Like the Clippers the Clippers are still going to be good next season. Um maybe you maybe we've all we were all disillusioned a little last year by this idea that they were like the perfect roster and like the Lakers <laughs> the Lakers stoppers. Um but no, like the the the, the Clippers are solidly I think the 2 seed after the Lakers. Um could the Mavericks, could the Nuggets, could the Warriors like pass them out? Sure, but chances are it's going to still go Lakers-Clippers. Yeah. So to summarize, starting at 15, Thunder, Spurs, Kings, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Suns, Rockets, Trailblazers, Jazz, Mavericks, Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers. Pause and think about it. Flack, take it in. Take it in. Let okay. it wash over you. Here I go. Thunder, <laughs> Kings, Timberwolves, Spurs, Pelicans, 
Grizzlies, Rockets, Suns, Trailblazers, Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers, Lakers. If we were better editors and better YouTubers, we would actually put it on the screen. We should think about doing that. But yeah. But either way, you should like this. <laughs> either way, you should like this video. Um. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor and B Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. Also, listen on Apple and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Yeelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to the Beast Ed Davis. Shout out to Giannis for signing the Supermax.